Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasma Blooms, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. All right, so before I really get started on today's lesson, I just want to say I am absolutely living the lessons of which I'm about to teach you because. By all means, <laughs> I should probably be more annoyed with myself than what I am, but I am practicing mindfulness and patience, you know, the ones of which you guys assume that I have, like, this boatload amount, which to me, really, I just, you know, keep on living life the way it is. But no, I have been trying to record this episode for probably now about 30 minutes. <laughs> like, every time I go to start... Um, either A, Aki will run by, like, I am so incredibly thankful right now that my little co-host is fast asleep in, uh, my fox wife's chair. Like, we actually, I know this is a tangent upon a tangent upon a tangent, but no, I need to tell you about this fucking chair real fast. We went to, I want to say, Bed Bath & Beyond. That's probably not right. Uh, no, no, wait, no, I am right, because I'm remembering all the Reddit shit about the stock. I pray to God that I'm right right now. No. Okay. Tangent upon a tangent upon a tangent upon a tangent. This is a great intro, I swear. <laughs> um, I, like, when Juju and I first started dating, uh, I mistakenly called Bed Bath & Beyond something different. Because uh, it was like, I think I said, like, Bath & Body Works & Beyond or some shit. And I was just like, oh, oops. <laughs> So I, like, occasionally will just, you know, slip my tongue entirely and just come up with some immogulation of words that make no sense whatsoever, and Juju makes so much fun about it. But anyway, we picked up this, like, really nice bucket chair. It's got, like, padding on the inside. It's super soft. We picked it up for, like, maybe 30 bucks. Juju absolutely loves this thing. And, of course, the cat, Miss Aki herself, Believes, believing that everything that is in the apartment is hers has taken claim to it. So anytime I'm in the office, whether I'm working or recording, nine times out of ten, that cat's going to be in the chair. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. Like, even I will come through when Juju is out and about at work or, um, you know, maybe cooking or something or doing something in the other room and... I will just run up and sit in the chair for a couple of seconds because when Aki is in the chair, like she'll come up and be like, cat, that's my chair. It's mine. And I'm terrified to find out like what she'll do if I'm sitting in the chair. Like I know, I already know. I already know right now. She's like, if we're in the car listening to this together, she's like, baby, you can sit in the chair. It's fine. Like I can hear, I can hear her saying that. But still, I like to imagine that she's going to come around the corner with the spray bottle like she does the cat and just hit me with it because I'm getting all cozy in her chair without her. <laughs> she She's nothing like that whatsoever. But I do enjoy, like, you know, imagining these fun little scenarios. But anyway, no, I've been trying to record this podcast for about 30 minutes or so. Aki would run through... Um, I actually created a TikTok on this one because, yes, I've become a little bit more of a TikToker here recently, but I, you know, I had a really good intro. I had like, you know, strong vocal game. You know, I was talking about my immaculate vibes and I just let out a burp. I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And, you know, practicing the lessons of which I'm about to teach y'all. Uh, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to I'm going to turn the because I had it recorded. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go put on a shirt real quick because I was shirtless and I'm going to, uh, you know, record that and put that on TikTok. And sure enough, right now it's sitting as a draft in my thing. I will probably release it some point tomorrow just to advertise that, hey, new episode of the podcast has dropped. But anyway, um, all that to say, and I really like it's been kind of weird today, to be honest, because I... I kind of finally had a day that I didn't have to do anything per se. Like I have been incredibly bogged down with this, uh, server project that I've been working on and I'm finally at the tail end of it. You know, I've been busting my ass to get all this done. And unfortunately I have had to deal with a couple of, uh, coworkers that have absolutely made this project much harder than what it needed to be. And, 
Um, now, it, like, I, I'm not gonna fucking lie to you guys. I absolutely shut down some of their stuff just because some of the people that I work with are so, are the mindset of, you know, they will never be happy. You know, you can do everything you can for them and then you find out, you know, oh, this wasn't actually your problem to deal with. This was a long-standing problem that we figured we could use all the changes you're making to say it was a problem. And then, hey, when you finally fix the problem that's been existing for longer than you've been with the company, uh, we're going to fucking tooth and nail everything that you're doing so that way we can get the finite little detail all patched out. Like, hey, yo, I have every reason to be pissed off and to be angry when I'm at work. But thankfully, thankfully for myself in the past... I was able to learn a great deal of patience. Like me personally, I don't see it because this is my everyday life. But um, if you're ever around in chat, if you're in on uh, Twitch.tv slash Phantasma Blooms, or you know you're seeing me out and about, or are talking about like just stressful situations in general, um, you know, I, I people say I'm very patient. It, Still to this day, I'm just like, oh, you know, that's life. This is what I got to do, you know. But it before I can really get started in here today, I just want to say this, you know. Uh, the things of which I'm about to teach you all about, you do not have to follow step by step. You know, this is something that I had a very hard time trying to figure out how I wanted to teach this. Just because, you know mindfulness and just the concept of, you know, being patient isn't something that can be taught per se. It's something that's learned. You know, we've talked about it a good number of times on the stream or on the podcast now and on stream too, for that matter, about how you ultimately are the ultimate player of you. You get to decide how you feel about things. You decide how you react about things. And yes, you know, there's some excuses to the rule. Like, you know, it's certain events you should feel a certain way because of social norms. But I also want to just interject that it is completely normal to feel whatever you are feeling because you are valid and every person deals with things in a different light. So, you know, in all of the advice I'm about to give you, please understand that you don't have to follow it to the letter. You can take bits and pieces of my stories here and apply them to your life and use them to be stepping stones to better uh, improve yourself. Because ultimately, that is the whole point of podcast, especially when I'm telling you stories about the shit that I survived and then, you know, here's how you can survive it. Because ultimately, hearing other people's stories, getting their plumes of information, if you will, uh, gives me enough clarity to say, okay, I can continue on this way. It doesn't feel as dark and murky as, you know, the future loves to be. But anyway, with all that said, I want to start with, you know, kind of how I ended up coming up with this week's topic. Because I start, like, I was ultimately debating between two different things. At first, I had a topic set in mind, at least like Monday through Wednesday, where I was like, okay, this week's topic's going to be about professionalism at work. You know, being able to always put your best foot forward despite all the bullshit that's coming at you. And then, you know, as the week continued on, uh, I just got more and more bogged down with these requests that I've been getting from these two individuals about things that really don't matter, you know, and to kind of put some color to the painting, um, imagine is if you are trying to get into your house, right? You're trying to get into your house and you're not able to, you know, unlock your door for whatever reason. So you call a locksmith and they're on the way and locksmith's fixing up your door and then all of a sudden your neighbor from two floors underneath you comes up and it's like, hey, uh, can I borrow flour? Can I borrow some flour? Like, I know you're dealing with something much bigger than this, but uh, this is really important to me. I I'm hosting people in a couple of days and, uh, you know, I, I really need some flour. And then when you tell them, you know, hey, I'm working on something, you know, or trying to get something done or, you know, you get inside your apartment and you realize how dirty it all is and you're trying to clean it up, they keep knocking on the door like, hey, uh, you have that flower yet? 
You know, I could I could live without it, but you know, I need that flower. <laughs> you know, that that is about the best way I can explain the bullshit that's been going on at work without giving the immediate, you know, security ramification filled information. <laughs> but um no, I was just being bogged down by these little small requests that were making, you know, mountains of molehills type situations. And as I finally worked through them, I found out so much more about the situation themselves. Like this was never like the original, you know, molehill, so to speak, wasn't my fault, but it was presented to me like it was. And these issues that they've been having have been longstanding over years. Like I, and you know, when I finally got it all working, and when I finally got it working the way they wanted it to, they still had the fucking audacity, one, not to thank me, and two, to go through what I did with a, you know, fine-tooth comb and be like, oh, well, uh, there's still instances of this here, here, and here that nobody else is going to see unless they dug for it. And I mean really, really dug for it. Like, we're not talking about surface level of the water here, no. We're talking about getting some scuba gear and diving all the way down to the bottom of the ocean. And then maybe they'll find something that really is left in there as a functionality guarantee. And, you know, ultimately, I had to tell them that, hey, no, I'm done. I've done enough with this. It is working the way that you want it to work, and these are the reasons why I'm not going to change your like this nitty gritty stuff because now you're getting to, into things you don't understand. Oh, it felt so good! <laughs> it felt so good, and then, you know, honestly, it's probably not done. Um, I'm taking a personal day on Monday from work just so that way I can do a couple of things with Juju and just have one extra day that's just away from everything. Cause my boss recommended it. He's like, Hey, you know, you've been working really hard and you know, you still have like two weeks worth of vacation time. And you know, we only have like fucking three months left in a year. You should probably use some of it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. So I'm taking a uh, personal day just to kind of relax and celebrate the fact that we're almost done. And then on Tuesday, I already have two meetings set up where, you know, I'm hitting the ground running on a couple of different things that hopefully should, you know, further boost the security of the organization. But <laughs> all that to say, the longest, like, 13-minute, you know, segue away, uh, it led me to, you know, decide that, hey, I want to talk about being patient and, you know, how to deal with some of these feelings that carry with you. Because if you're anything like me, if you're a workaholic, All this shit weighs with you. You know, you try, like, I am envious of people who are able to leave the office and leave the problems at the door. I am trying to get better about that, but right now I'm also having a hard time getting out the door on time. Again, something I'm working on, but, you know, it's a long process, and it's very similar to everything I'm about to teach y'all today. The things that I have learned that I'm going to tell y'all about took years to hone and you know with all that in mind like let's talk about you know how to become more patient so if you've made it this far in the podcast without me talking about patience worth a damn you you absolutely have cultivated some patience today my job is done thank you all so much for uh coming out tonight remember you can find me in the <laughs> No, I, this one was just really complicated though, to kind of come up with how I want to talk about this thing. You know, again, this is a mental concept. It's not something that can be, uh, taught per se, but it's something that can be learned. And, you know, I, I will admit I cheated on this one. I was trying to figure out like ways online of how to become more patient. And so, so like, imagine if you were in a car, like in a traffic jam, you know, and just like, that's so stupid. Like, yes, it's a grounding point that everybody can relate to, but it's just nobody's going to think, you know, when they're getting yelled at by their boss, just imagine, breathe in, breathe out, I'm in my Ford Focus cruising down the road, It's this is a roadblock, there are three lanes, no, nobody's going to think like that. Like, ah, uh, so that's why 
I'm going to start with all this with, you know, how I learned to become patient. And unfortunately, the way I learned was I grew up in a pretty shitty way. You know, uh, I was bullied a lot in school. Um, I would say it really started off in middle school, those early years where people were making fun of me about aspects about my family. You know, of course, you know, I lived in a smaller community. Well, smaller, but more affluent. And it was one of those things where it's like, if you knew anybody, you knew of my family. Not because of, you know, their status or anything. Like, yes, my mom was heavily invested in the community back in the day. But... It was just one of those, like, if you, like, if something happened, it didn't take long because it was a bunch of gossips. It was a bunch of, you know, kids talking about, uh, kids that they went to school with. And then it's about the parents. And then the parents are talking about other parents. And it gets back to school, so on and so forth. So really, I was just kind of screwed from the get go because I had alcoholic parents. I had abusive parents. And I was not in the most, uh, rich of situations, if you will. And so whenever my parents did something stupid, it kind of got back to me. And it's just like, oh, Seth, were your parents doing this? And eventually I got labeled in school as my parents to a certain degree. Like, I wasn't just Seth. I was Seth, the son of, you know, mom and dad. And it was just like, really? So, you know, when all this started to happen... I would go home and talk to my parents about it because I was young, I was stupid. And if I didn't talk to them, I talked to my brother and sister about it because they were still going to school at the same time. You know, there's about a 10-year difference between my sister and I. So she was still, like, relatively close to high school, if not senior year, when um, I was kind of going through early years of school. So I could talk to her about, like, you know, middle school stuff because she had already gone through it much more easily. But I ultimately had to learn very quickly how to be patient because it was just something that was I was confronted with on the daily. You know, there wasn't a single period in seventh grade that I can remember uh, that I wasn't made fun of for something that my parents did or something that, you know, got around as a rumor, so on and so forth. And... It wasn't like I couldn't be mad about these kinds of things. Like I had to focus on school. I had to prove people wrong. I felt like I needed to be the responsible one for my parents. And it ended up like I grew up fucking fast was the short and sweet of it. But, you know, everybody has their own limits when it comes to patience. And mine ran out. I made a terrible mistake that almost got me expelled. And, you know, then I had to revisit everything that I not thought I knew. You know, I became involved with a, I guess, troubled students club. Because uh, I just, really, I got into a bad fight and it kind of traveled around. Um, and, you know, lies were spread about me. And it was just, it was a terrible fucking time. And, again, you know, I had to learn quickly because nobody was teaching me. Um, and I had to just kind of like, I'm really trying to figure out how I want to say the things I want to say, but it's just, I had to grow up fast because I didn't feel as though all the adults in the school were helping me. I went to counseling often and the counselor did jack shit for me. Um, and then I had like this whole, you know, grade full of bullies. So when it came time for me to enter eighth grade, I really had to just assess who I was as a person and then start figuring out like how to just let that shit roll off your shoulders. Like, unfortunately for certain people, you know, we've talked about this before too, but for certain people, it takes hitting rock bottom in order to pick yourself up and figure out, okay, what you like, what do I need to do? And unfortunately for me, that was kind of my rock bottom moment where I got OSS for a couple of days for fighting, and I, you know, had to sit there alone in my room while my parents did X, Y, and Z, and my dad was working, my mom was probably smoking and drinking, um, I was just sitting in my room, you know, trying to, 
analyze like how are people going to think about me now that these rumors about me going around beating the shit out of people are apparently <laughs> like going through the school and you know it really came back to me accepting the reality of what life was like if i can say with any clarity in my head about where to start with patience and where to be able to get to the point where you can say fuck it to everything it's starting with accepting your current self like you might be in a terrible spot but there's just like nothing you can do right now in this immediate moment like yes you know, we always need to focus on the present because today's a gift and the past you can't do anything about and the future you can't do shit about because it's still coming. But you need to, you know, realize too where you're starting out at. It's called being mindful. You know, you have to figure out where you're at and judge and like you don't judge yourself. That's the big thing too. You have to be mindful of yourself without judging. And then all of a sudden what you're going to find is you're going to start building a tolerance for things that aren't going your way. You know, like, and again, it's one of these things where it's like you realize that there are certain things about life that you can't change right now. The fact that I was the son of an abusive parent, like abusive parents, um, you know, alcoholics, and I lived in a very rumor friendly you know, area, I couldn't change that shit. What was I going to do? You know, I can't pick up and run away. I did try to run away, actually. Um, but I can't pick up and just completely abandon, you know, everything I was doing. I need. I knew I needed to go to school. I knew I needed to, you know, do the best that I could so that way I could get a job young and start, you know, financially supporting myself from fucking 15 years old. But A.O., you know, I knew it needed to be done. It was one of those grow-up moments that, you know, unfortunately shaped me for the best, but it took a lot of time to be okay with, you know, understanding that I wasn't okay. And then, you know, when more people would try and come up to me and try and make fun of me about, hey, your dad got DUI, hey, your mom dropped the ball about this, uh, you know, community project, so on and so forth, or hey... Uh, you know, I saw your mom drinking up at the bar, blah, 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 blah. Like, Ayo, it really came down to that is not me. That is, you know, do the Persona 4 thing where it's like, you're not me. That's not me. That's that. what they are isn't me. Their percept, like all these different people's perceptions of me are not who I am. And, you know, it's one of the hardest lessons you're going to learn in life is unfortunately people are going to make their own, you know, ideas of you. They're going to have this either fantasy or cruel depiction of you as, you know, time continues to march on and they know more about you. Maybe they don't even know you, but they have an assumption of you. And you have to be able to tell yourself at the end of the day that you aren't those things. You are you, you know, just like I am Seth, you are you. And when you have that groundwork and you start building up that tolerance to, you know, it's not, I am the son of an alcoholic. No, I am me. I am not the son of an abusive parent. No, I am me. I'm not anything my parents are, not anything my brother is. I'm not anything my whole fucking family is. At the end of the day, I am me and I can only control me. And by having that clear grasp of everything, you really start tuning out all the other bullshit that people say. You know, to give you the perfect example, here the other day, I gave you all the 10-minute intro about this work bullshit I've been going through. I found out that an email had been sent about me that, you know, the person that I was having issues with sent an email to their boss because the person that I was having issues with tried to tell me how to do my job. They tried to tell me that, you know, we need to reconsider, you know, how we're doing all of the IT because we're not considering, you know, all the little possibilities of things that might break and we're not testing enough and blah, 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 blah. Even though he is without a doubt the 1% that is just different that he might run into issues. 
And when we discovered that he had issues, because, of course, we can't test with somebody without, you know, I'm not going to go through and make every single possible scenario for how things can break. No, I have to focus with my time being as valuable as it is. I had to focus on taking care of the 99% and making sure that 99% worked. I can't, you know, waste time on the one percent possibility that something may break for this person but no this person took it upon themselves to call me and say hey you are not doing your job like you need to be doing you know the team or the it team which is my boss and i needs to spend more time looking into uh practicing and all this kind of stuff just to make sure because we're always having to fix your shit after you release it which is such a fucking lie but hey i could like this email got sent and you know, the bot, their boss came and talked to me and then, you know, he was, he came in with the question cause what had prompted the initial email was dude was having VPN issues and, uh, their boss came up to me and was like, Hey, have you heard of anybody having issues with the VPN? I'm like, no, you know, I went on, I checked there was nothing going wrong with the VPN. It was this dude's Wi-Fi. But he had gotten so pissy and so uppity that he decided, oh, hey, you know what? I'm just going to blame all this on Seth. There's so many different things that are going wrong with Seth. And I saw that email. And I got to read it. And I got to figure out really quickly that, yes, it's offensive. And, yes, I can't believe this fucker would say this shit. After he... Because, like... To add more context to all this, he called me on a Saturday at 9 in the morning. All right, so first off, it's my day off. Second off, he's calling way too early in the morning for me. And I'm sick as a dog. You know, I'm running a fever. I sat on the phone with him for at least 30 minutes to an hour, explaining how to fix his problems once again. And, you know, it ultimately led to a big piss-off moment where he's like, well, nobody told me to do X, Y, and Z when I had been telling him to do X, Y, and Z across a month period easily. And, you know, it's in those moments that you have to stop and stop listening to other people and look within yourself and say, okay, who am I? What am I? Get that mindfulness going. I'm not Seth, the terrible IT support. No, I'm Seth, the amazing systems admin that has mitigated countless, you know, attempts now that people have been trying to get into our SMB. All right, cool. I am Seth, the systems admin who has built in so many new security features that will stop anybody from even trying. I am Seth, the security admin that the Fortune 500 company that we are owned by wants to be hired on by or wants to hire me on because of the work that I've done and the work I continue to do. It's in those moments where you have to ground yourself and remember you are not only your accomplishments, but you are not your job. Because guess what? I am also Seth, the amazingly patient person. Seth, the person that's going to bust his ass to help you. And Seth, the guy that's just trying to live his life, too. In those moments, step back, breathe, remember who you are, and use whatever like whatever bricks are being thrown at you to build up your own wall of resilience. Alright? And now that you have your current self in mind and you've built up some resilience, like you can start asking yourself, are you feeling rushed? Are you feeling weighed down? Why? Like, can you slow down? You know, you ultimately, in building patience, have to be able to say, okay, you know, in this current moment, before, you know, you have these beautiful, articulate walls of resistance built up, you can ask yourself, are you putting any of this stress on you? Are you the reason why you're not patient? Are you doing X, Y, and Z because somebody's forcing you to do it much faster than it needs to be done? And when you start to realize, like, hey, actually, this isn't due, like, 
I hate to give the impression that you can be a slacker all the time, but you know what? You can be a fucking slacker all the time. If you don't have a project that's, or if you don't have to report on a paper until the 30th and it's the 15th, you absolutely have allowed you or can give yourself some time to relax. You absolutely can slow down that you have to be able to give yourself these permissions to be kinder on yourself because when you start facing yourself and all the other bullshit that the world is trying to throw at you, sometimes you end up with a little bit of imposter syndrome where you feel like, oh, well, maybe I am terrible. Maybe I am this. Maybe I'm that. And to add on to the email that that fucker had sent off, like, if I wasn't as mentally reassured about who I was at this point, yeah, no, I absolutely could have eaten some of that. And because I am my own worst, you know, I guess, critic. And the thing is, sometimes you need to sit down with that critical view of yourself because, yes, it is an amazing way to build yourself up because you can see, oh, you know what? That is an issue here and there, but it can also immediately tear you down. And that's just not going to help you at all, you know, and it can tear you down to the point where you are weaker than anything you were before. And if it even starts to hurt you, if you're starting to become overexhausted, if you're becoming anxious, if everything else, stop. Like, I know it's hard to stop, but stop somehow. Slow down. You can. You always can. And breathe. And take a moment to reassess your current self. Start from round one. How are you feeling? How, like, what state of being are you in? What are you thinking? You know, You can't change anything at this exact fucking moment, but take a second to just make that mental note, all right? And every mental note that you make, every stop that you take, you are able to, you know, kind of figure out a bit more and how to build up your resistance to it a bit better. Ultimately, yes, you know, you have to be in stressful situations to build patience, but you don't always have to be in danger, so to speak, you know? And then when you can figure out like, Hey, you know, I don't need to feel rushed. I don't need to feel weighed down. Like these projects can wait. I I can give more time to spend with friends or family, you know, then you can really just start to realize that we all kind of need a second to breathe. It's okay to breathe. It's okay to be you. And from that, you can kind of start being more playful. In the moments that you steal back from stress, you can have fun, laugh, make someone else smile. You know, I can't tell if you guys can hear Aki at all. She's been, she finally woke up from her nap. And, you know, it's getting close to her dinner time. And she's just like, hey, feed me, fucker. (laughs) But... You know, now that you've kind of calmed down and you're having a little bit more fun, you gradually start building up your own patience like that. And that is one of the greatest things I can tell you is everything that you said, like the saying goes, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Sure. But you really do start to learn that the more you experience life, it's not easy, not by any sense of the mind. But the reason why I can laugh about, you know, the bullshit going on in the world is because I learned from a young age that it doesn't have to directly impact me. The the things that people say, they're mad at the situation. Like, that's a big thing, too, is people get mad at the situation. They're not mad at you, you know, say, and it might be something of your own volition. Like, say, for example, you accidentally burnt dinner And, you know, your fiancé is super hungry now. You know, they're not going to be mad at you because you burnt dinner. They're just mad that dinner got burnt. It's one of those things that it kind of comes back from, you know, those relationship types of vices where you don't say you, 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 you. It's I think you. I feel like you. So on and so forth. You know, being able to put things into your own state of mind and say, okay, people aren't mad at me. And then, you know, or sometimes you can be mad at yourself about certain things and you learn that, hey, well, you know, it's a, I did the best I could. 
Or, hey, you know, this by no means is my fault. Just a shitty situation. And that's the thing that I kind of learned in school. You know, I was a part of a terrible situation. And it wasn't who I am. Yes, it helped become who I was to some degree. Like, yes, I took the negative situations and used them to better myself so that way I could then in turn, you know, do things like this. Teach people about my experiences and, you know, in turn, start to be a better listener so that way when people come and talk to me about, you know, whatever problems they're dealing with, I learn that I don't need to fix them all the time. Now, that is one that I'm struggling a fair bit with still. You know, again, I came from an abusive household, so being a fixer of sorts was kind of written into my code. You know, and that's the thing, too, is you're going to find that you have some trauma that will, you know, maybe lock you down in a couple of different ways. And that's okay. That's why I advised you at the very beginning of stream, or God, why do I keep saying stream? At the very beginning of podcast, your journey to healing yourself may end up being different from other people's because you are able to, you know, understand that, hey, you know, you went through different things. And the things that somebody else went through, things I went to, may not fully relate to you, but I hope you're able to take pieces from it and use it to build yourself up, because you deserve it, you know? And ultimately, a biggest, like, one of the biggest factors to learning patience and just being mindful in general is being okay with failure, you know? Being okay with the fact that things are broken, Me being okay that you may fuck up. It gives you a sense of serenity that's just like, this isn't life or death. And even in certain, you know, like life or death situations, it's okay. It's better to be okay with, you know, how you feel at the current moment to go, you know, make the decisions that you're about to make, like, then be panicked about it. When it's all said and done, you know, that's when you can really let out your emotions. Like, when I was driving with Juju the other day, I was absolutely all kinds of pissed off. You know, I understand myself well enough to say that when I start getting mad, you know, like, actually mad about something, like, and that's the thing, too, is understanding your emotions and the way you present them. Because I've always said, oh, yeah, no, I'm mad or I'm actually mad about something, you know, both to say, like, yes, I'm agitated about something, but it's like if I'm mad about something, it's not, you know, it's just like whatever. This is just me getting the emotion out. Like, really, I'm okay. You know, whenever I'm playing games, I get mad. Sometimes I get mad at the games. But when I'm actually pissed off about something, like a feeling as though somebody had wronged me in some kind of way, you know, that's when I start, you know, letting out a couple more emotions at the same time. You know, like I understand that for me, demonstrating patience is being able to make fun of it. You know, being able to make jokes, like, if I'm mad about something, I'm going to be like, oh, this fucking game fucking sucks. Or, you know, this recipe fucking blows. I can't believe I burned it. You know, just the lighthearted things that make you laugh and make you understand, like, hey, there's always an opportunity to improve upon it next time. But when it's things that, like, actually piss me off, the things that, like, I've busted my ass for you, and this is the thanks I get kind of thing, like, I am not the type to be... You know, I don't look for the golden axe when I drop a silver axe. I am fully the type just to be okay with a regular axe in that situation. The fact that I got anything back whatsoever, I'm okay with. You know, even to the fact of, you know, if I get nothing back, it's still positive. But if you get, if you match me with negativity, that's when I start getting annoyed and angry and just, like, why? Like, I've done all this work, and why Why are we back to zero? Why are we back to, you know, anything else but thank you? Or, okay, well, listen, when you have time, let's look at this next. You know, be appreciative for the work that I've done. And then, you know, we can talk about X, Y, and Z. But again, 
These are all things that you learn and you start growing your own patience and understanding too the proper times to be able to, you know, release all the emotions. Cause this is the thing too. You can't bottle all this shit up. You know, yes, to some degree, if you're talking to a higher up manager or somebody from another family, so on and so forth, and you are placed in a stressful situation that most people are going to crack at, hey, it's a completely fine to just be like, okay, you know, thanks. Like, do what you need to do to excuse yourself from the situation. And then when you're finally out of it and you're mindful about how you're feeling about it, you know, note it. Absolutely note it. Understand why you're upset. And then, you know, get the emotions out of you one way or another. For me, when I'm mad, I I will start to yell. No, I, you know, back in the day when I was first learning all this, I had massive anger issues. Little things would set me off because, you know, I was so, I was so focused on bottling my emotions up throughout the day just because people are making fun of me for every reason in the world that when I finally had time to release that anger in my own quiet way, whether that was playing games or reading books, just trying to escape the reality that I was in because I was too young to understand that this is the way life is at times. Um, you know, I'm being critical about it too. I, whenever people come up against me during those times, I'd just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, my face would get red. I'd get, like, zero to a hundred, you know. And that it was even, like, my friends at times, you know, being the reasons to set me off because they wanted me to play better in basketball or some shit. Or, you know, if we were playing football in gym, you know, they would say some bullshit. I'd get pissed off because I had a bunch of things on my mind as is. And then, you know, of course, I played better. And people would just try and manipulate my emotions. And that's the thing, too, is sometimes you need to be able to find a way to ground yourself. You know, there's a bunch of people out in this world that, unfortunately, their whole uh, mission apparendi is to manipulate you into doing things that you don't want to do. There's this whole, you know, connotation of quiet quitting right now that, say, for example, and this happened, you know, uh, not too, too long ago, but I had a friend who was trying to buy a house and ultimately they're like the rest of the company knew and you know, she went up to go for a raise and she was met with, Oh, well we can't do a raise, but you can do more overtime and uh, you can do more of like this work and this responsibility because we know how much you need a house and you know, we'll, we'll help you get it. So really they were just manipulating the situation to get more work out of her it was just the stupidest fucking thing now that I think about it. But it unfortunately is just one of these key things that you need to know is how to ground yourself. If you are angry, what do you do? If you are sad, what do you do? Like if I, I will say this, okay. When I think about grounding myself, when I think about if I want to get emotions out, if I am like actually really angry and I don't have anybody to talk about, like, what's making me angry. Like, I am so amazingly thankful that I have the support system that I have. You know, Juju and herself has been an amazing help for allowing me to just talk about the things that I've never felt comfortable with talking about. And, but prior to, I would, you know, throw myself into my work. I'd go to the gym. I'd go, you know, try and do anything with that extra anger energy to be productive because I didn't want to tear myself down being angry. That was for a time way back when. And now, you know, I had the ability to be calm in the face of adversity. And then once the time had passed, I can just be like, okay, I I need to be, do something. My hand, I need to do something with my hands. I need to, you know, put myself in a place where I can continue to build myself up just so I can tell that person to fuck off later on. And to some degree, I still do that, but you know, and it's not exactly the healthiest thing at times too. Cause sometimes, you know, I will just put myself into my work. I will do an amazing amount of work and then, you know, more shit gets piled on and it's just like, it never really frees yourself from that cycle. But anyway, to add on to that, um, you know, being able to figure out, like, if I'm sad, right, 
if I am feeling as though I need to release like a bunch of tears, this is spoiler alerts, by the way, but uh, there's this comic online. There's like a manga more so than anything else. It's called Toho Osana Remu. It is a story about Remu when she was young and Rumia, one of the characters from Toho when she was still big. It was, it really is a super sad story about how, you know, these characters come to like go from hating each other and wanting the destruction of the other. Like Rumia wants to destroy Remu at the very beginning of it. And Remu is so innocent and just wants to have a friend kind of thing. It really is super soft and super sweet. So when the ending comes around and the twist is made, that's made, I cry every single time. Both because, you know, and again, massive fucking spoiler warnings, but both because I am extremely sensitive to death, but because I can relate. I can relate to the death of a loved one. And it always makes the waterworks come on. But all that said, like, when I'm done crying, that's another rock towards my resilience. Another brick to my resilience wall. And it's a moment to realize, okay, now that I've cried, I feel better. Now that I've gotten, you know, a bunch of work done, I feel better. And these are the reasons why. And this is what I'll do the next time it comes around. You gradually learn patience by experiencing more things of the world. And unfortunately, I'm not, you know, the best teacher of it. You know, I, I'm not a teacher from the school of hard knocks. I can only tell you that the only reason I am patient to this level is because I've dealt with a bunch of bullshit. I've dealt with a bunch of people that have tried to manipulate me. I've dealt with a bunch of people that have tried to tear me down. And I've dealt with, you know, myself. And the biggest takeaway that I can offer you, dear listener, is you ultimately have to be able to face yourself and say, okay, you are me. And to certain other things, you have to say you're not me. And... From there, you're able to build yourself up. You, It's not easy. Because what you'll find is when you have survived through all the things that life throws at you, you, like, the little shit just doesn't bother you as much anymore. You're able to make jokes about it. Like, whenever I'm driving down the road with Juju and some dipshit comes speeding by, you know, I always kind of make a sly remark like there's some dudes the other night we were sitting outside uh with one of her co-workers waiting for her ride to show up and this dickhole in a dodge comes driving by with his loud ass you know muffler modification and it i just i made the joke i'm like damn sorry about your dick homie like <laughs> you want to scream it any louder like shit you <laughs> know It's being able to look at the misfortunate moments of life and laugh and just be like, okay, tomorrow can be better. It's a lot. And like, that's the thing too, is patience cannot be learned without being humbled. Patience cannot be learned without growing. Like this is just one of those things you'll learn the more you do it. And it's hard, especially when it's you yourself that you're fighting against, that ultimately you're trying to, you know, win this tug of war where it's just like, oh, well, you know, you never amount to this. You never amount to that. No, you know, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to slow down. You have to breathe and then take what you heard and use it to build yourself up. Take the nasty email and be like, you know what? I can change one of the policies so that way you guys aren't locked out for as long. And that's the way I can take care of you because you complain that if I'm ever out and about, it's not going to work, you know, which I'm going to say this with 120% clarity. If that fucker calls me on Monday on my day off, I will absolutely just hang up the phone on him and be like, hey, nope, sorry, I'm on my day off. If it's not broken, we can worry about it tomorrow. And, you know, it's in making that joke that I feel a little bit more patient for the next time I got to deal with them. You know, you learn these things. Oh, man. (laughs) 
Ah, uh, that was, I was definitely more of a humbling episode. I think I am going to call it just a tiny bit early here. I know I usually shoot for like 45, an hour, hour 15, but honestly, I think I've said my piece. And again, I struggled like a motherfucker trying to come up with how I wanted to teach you guys about patience. And you know, I might come back through another day and just be like, okay, let's actually revisit what I said there. Uh, just because, you know, the longer I recorded this, the more I was like, you know what, maybe I'm not the best person to explain, like, how to survive X, Y, and Z, you know, it, but at the same time, I hope that, like, my lessons here have taught you something, and the crazy way that my mind works, and all the different jumps that it makes, you know, I hope in some regard you can relate. And I hope that, you know, listening in on what I've had to say here today will help you to some degree. Um, you know, it's tough. It is very tough to have to sit and face yourself, especially now, like, as I'm recording this, I'm still, like, in my mind's eye of sorts, facing another me. And I am okay with the person that I see across from me. Like, yes, it's not the perfect person, but... I understand that he is also a part of me, and when I hit, you know, end recording or whatever, I realize that in doing all this, I've become a little more tolerant to the things around me that I want to complain about. Because that's the thing, too, guys, is when you understand that maybe you don't always have to scratch that itch, like you don't always have to complain about whenever X, Y, and Z happens to you, you know, you start to grow just a tiny bit more and you build yet another brick for your resilience. And, you know, and that's, that's going to be the way to wrap it up. Ah, man, my brain, my brain feels all kinds of funnies. Today was a very chill day and, you know, I'm, I'm satisfied with what I've said here today. So, of course, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, things you want to talk about, you're more than welcome to reach out to me at Phantasma Plumes across a whole shit ton of spectrums. I'm live on Twitch and all that fun stuff, but I should probably do the proper ending. So, guys, thank you all so much for being here. And remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and soon-to-be YouTube. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everyone, take that moment to take care. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.